It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to Strongcast, our first episode. Um, many more to come throughout the year. I'm Mark Boyd. I'm here with Paul Sullivan, my co-host for the Strongcast. Hello. Looking forward to this. And here we have our first guest, Serene Gandor. Serene, welcome. Welcome to the podcast. I know Thank you, we guys. know you very well, but I'm sure um, anyone watching, listening in would love to know more about you. Can you give us a bit of a background on Serene? All right. So I am a health and wellness coach. Um, basically had a background in business before, left that world, got into the fitness world because of it being a passion and my love to it and the way I know it affects everyone on a personal level. Nice. So where are you from, Serene? So I'm, ooh, interesting. I'm a bit of an Arab mix. So I'm half Lebanese, half Palestinian, born and raised here in, Abu, in the UAE in Abu Dhabi. It's an interesting mix, especially <laughs> with the everything going on, on in Palestine. And, uh, and Lebanon and, uh, and every yeah, other. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's, what's your thoughts on all that? Uh, don't mean to go political right but now. I'm, but I don't really have any thoughts. I just like steer away from all of that. It's not my kind of thing. Plus, um, I can't relate to it. Being born here in the UAE, this is more my home yeah. than anywhere else. And a lot of people will disagree with that. But yeah, it is sometimes, what it is. Sometimes it, it's, yeah. it's good to be ignorant. Ignorance is bliss, I think the, the mm. saying is. Or the choice of being choice. ignorant. Choice, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and just sort of focusing on yourself. Is exactly. We won't delve too much into political cast. No, we'll, yeah. keep it, we'll keep <laughs> exactly. it strong. <laughs> so you spoke about uh, how your health and wellness, how did you get into health and fitness? Like when did that uh, journey start? So it started when I was 19 years old. So back in the year of 1999, <laughs> can believe it or not. Yeah, I'm that, I'm that old. Um, I, was, I, was, I was six. <laughs> what was it? 11. No, I was 19. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> so uh, I was just coming out of uh, being anorexic. So I suffered anorexia at the age of 19. And I um, was passing by uh, one of the shops and I saw a magazine. I think it was Health and Fitness at the time. And I saw an athlete on it, uh, Monica Brandt. Um, people in the bodybuilding world would know her. She's really old school, but she was the classic uh, fitness model at the time. I saw that and I was very enticed with the shape of her body and I found how beautiful a woman could be in an athletic look. And that's when I decided I want to start getting into the gym and working towards getting into shape like that. So it was more the aesthetics at the beginning. At the beginning. Yeah, at the beginning. Just something that we're going to dive into in the (laughs) strong cast. Is this the whole sort of. I think we're going to see that like 90% of people 
first get into it with the aesthetics. Is that talking about the king of aesthetics? So it was all uh, like you you began your journey uh, exploring the aesthetic side exactly. of the industry. Uh, How long for? So, like tra- training in that way with that. So mindset. training in that way was basically since 1999 up till about five years ago. Wow. So I competed a couple of times in bodybuilding. I did bikini and figure, and it was more of a challenge for myself to see how much I can push my body and what goals I can reach after, here's another one, after um, coming over my second cancer. So it was... Second. Yeah. Second cancer. So I've been through two cancers and a brain tumor at the time. And while I was going through the brain tumor treatment and everything, I was like... I've been wanting to do bodybuilding for a while. I've been wanting to do, you know, go on the stage and just like, you know, see what, how much I can push my physique and what level I can get to. It was more of a personal challenge than yeah. for me to get a medal or to compare myself to others. So. We're going to be doing this regularly as well. Can we push bodybuilding aside, reverse a wee bit? Let's <laughs> talk about like the cancers. Like, how I mean, did, yeah. How did that come about? Like, how, how like, yeah. So. No one in my family has a history of cancer, so you would never think, oh, you know, that it could happen to you. 2007, end of 2007, um, I was having a regular checkup with the doctor. He realized there's a bulge in my neck. Had to go get tested for it. Had to get stabbed 10 times in my neck to do a biopsy because they were suspecting something in my thyroid. And that's when... They said, okay, it's benign. We just need to get you into the surgery, take half of the thyroid out where the nodules were in because there's always a chance that it might develop into cancer cells. Got that done, came out all okay. Two weeks later, I got a phone call. They found cancer cells within the benign tumor. I had to go back and do another surgery again and get the other half out. So finding it was pure luck, was definitely pure luck. It was just such a coincidence. The second cancer, that was in 2000, end of 2011, I used to get the casual or like, you know, seasonal bronchitis, like cough, seasonal of the change of weather. I was getting ready to hit a boot camp. I was on my way to train a boot camp and all that. And I was coughing real bad until at one point I coughed blood. That night, I hit up a friend, and I'm like, listen, I've got a boot camp. I'm not going to cancel it last minute, but I was new to Dubai as well, so I didn't know what hospitals to go to. I'm like, I need to figure out where I need to go. ASAP, I'm coughing blood. Finished boot camp. She was amazing. She was actually there waiting for me, picked me up, and then we went to the hospital, uh, did an x-ray. They came back, and they were like, you need to see a preliminary like specialist. And I'm like okay, like we found a spot in your lung. I'm like, spot in my lung? Didn't sound very good. Of course, the next day, I make an appointment, see the doctor. He opens up the scan, and he's like, yeah, you've got a tumor in your x-ray, and it's quite big. So basically, it was in the size of my fist. Oh, wow. Right beneath my sternum. So had to go through biopsies again. Yay. And the results come back with it being Hodgkin's lymphoma. So I'll pretend to know what that is. So it's, it bad. it's it's another cancer. Yeah. So it's a different kind of cancer cell. So I've had two different cancer right. cells in my body. And this is apparently not a common thing. Because usually if you've got one cell, then it's what, you know. Yeah. Um, of course, 
went back home to Jordan because we've got the best cancer center in the region. Got all my tests done and everything. I will tell you what, it was not fun. Um, being stabbed in your hip bones for a bone marrow test as well. You know, came back with the same results. At that point, I had a choice. Stay in Jordan and get treatment and just sit there and do nothing with my life. Or come back to Dubai, keep living my life while doing my treatment. So that was my choice. I flew back here, started doing my treatment, didn't stop training. If anything, uh, it fueled me more. Because at that point, I was like, it's either me or it. Yeah. And of course, I chose me. Wow, so that that's a strong mindset. <laughs> Like to make that decision because a a lot of people are not going down that path. Yeah, and the self pity and the like the the yeah, just the unluckiness that you're in that situation is gonna a lot of people is gonna get you down, right? But switching it to do that would be like it's amazing. Well, because I played victim with my first cancer, which was the light one, right? So I went into the victim mentality and I lived it for years. But then when I hit with something more serious than the first cancer, I was like. What was I complaining about the first time, right? And then now I'm like, this is more serious. I'm going to be going through chemotherapy and radiation rather than just surgery to remove an organ out of the body. So I was like, okay, this shit's real. So, but I went with a decision of like, as well, I was like, I've always wanted to shave my head, right? And I was like, chemo's going to hit and I'm going to start losing my hair. I was like, yay, chance to like shave the hair and just like get, get that like. We need got Petra. <laughs> yeah, we do. It was a lot of a G.I. Jane kind of look. Yeah. And also with me being in the gym and working out, it kind of like yeah. fit in pretty it, well. It was great. really cool. So. Like, that's incredible. So like from from that point then when you came back, where was your head? Like, obviously, where was your head at with the, with the training? The, was the, it the, the moment the therapy was that? That you thought you would take this, to, like take the battle to it? No, yeah. because... Going through chemotherapy and after it was all about survival at that point. It's just I just needed to make it through my treatment because I was not even thinking about it tomorrow. I was like, I lived the best life when I was going through chemo because it was all about just today. It was never about tomorrow. I had nothing to like. I had nothing planned in about what I want to do a year from there or like you know what do I have plans. It was all about I just need to get through this treatment. I need to stay strong. I need to be there for my clients because it was all about being there for the people around me and and not giving up on my responsibilities no matter what I was going through. So that's what kept me going. I had at that point not even thought about competing because I was like, with the chemo, the loss of muscle mass that happened, uh, the gain of weight, I was also put on hormone treatment. So... The mental state I was going through was very unpredictable. So it was all about, I just need to survive this. I think um, something these experiences sort of illuminate is, is making people realize like you should be living for today. I know I'm guilty of it, you're guilty of it. We always are focused on the next thing, the next thing, the future. But the most important thing Thanks. is living for the people around you and living for today. And yeah, I think it's, it's interesting that you say in that moment and that living day to day, you were there for the other people. Yeah. You were there for the people around you, almost supporting them because you were going through something. I think that's amazing. I mean, something changes, your perspective changes when you realize um, nothing is really like confirmed. Your, pro- your tomorrow is not promised. 
your yesterday is gone, your today is now, your tomorrow is not promised. You don't know if you're going to be there tomorrow or not, right? I mean, there's a, there's the tagline for the video. <laughs> tomorrow is not promised. Like, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so it just, it just, I mean, everyone deals with it differently. I think I am very blessed that um, I have that inner strength. Um, there's a lot that we're not going to tap into today related to my childhood, my upbringing as well. So I had to be in that mindset since the age of 10. So it was all about, I got me, right? Mm -hmm. I never was someone who needed to ask for help, but I was always the person who was there for everyone because I know what it feels like to not have anyone around or not to find the person to ask for help. So I think it's where I feel my what my life is about right now is being there for people the way i wished i had people there for me if that makes yeah. sense yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah so where did that lead you on so you, you've battled these two cancers your mindset's totally changed your perspective of life where did that lead you then so i went back to living i i never reverted back to having a two-year plan or a five-year plan or what am i doing next week i stayed in the mentality of like i'm just living today um after chemo and radiation in two years, I was having problems losing the weight I gained with the chemo and putting back the muscle mass I had. And as a PT and in my mindset, an athlete, that was such a heavy kind of thing to deal with. Mm. So I went back and I ran some tests with a doctor and found out that I had a prolactinoma, which is a tumor in your pituitary gland. But thankfully, that was a benign one, so I'm very thankful for that one. And I just had to go on medication for about two and a half years. That's when I said, you know what? I need to really push myself physically and try something I've never done. And that was me competing and doing bodybuilding. Yeah. And that's when I started. Um, I had an amazing friend, and she was my coach at the time. And... Um, the first time I did it is because I didn't have muscle mass. I was like pretty skinny, so I did the bikini. Looked really amazing for what I thought at the time, and I was very impressed that I was able to get on stage. That there there started an addiction of like, okay, like I want to see another level of how I can push myself and get actually like bigger muscle mass. And that's when I trained for another year and a half, and I got on stage again. I can share pictures with you. It was pretty epic. It was the best physique of my life. And that's when I got um, on on stage and did bikini and figure and placed third place in both categories. So very proud of that. But after I finished that competition, I was like, I'm not doing this again. Why? So. It takes a toll. It's not just that. It was other than the toll and the hard work of training two times a day and like counting your macros and like it's. A lot of people think, oh, you just get on a diet and you look good and go on stage. There is a lot of work that happens. And it's not like a couple of months. It was six months of preparation for me for the second uh, competition. But it was more of like you reach the best physique, which is not sustainable because the body you have on stage is just for the stage. I mean, I still love the sport, but it's just not for me because the mental struggle I got after that second competition of you're going to weigh, get, gain a lot of water weight as soon as you get back to eating normal and then you are going to put back all that normal body fat percent that you need was not an easy thing for me.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. And the most important part was when you're on stage, I, I speak about this a lot to many people and this is what I tell them. When you're on stage, you're perceived, so basically you're judged for the way you, you look because of a perception of what the judges sit there want to see. But no one realizes the hard work that's put in to get on stage, which that's where it was. I want people to see the hard work I do and realize the hard work I put in rather than just like, yeah, and then the end package and everyone's like, Mm. yeah, you look okay. I'm like, do you know what I've done to reach to this point, guys? It's like, (laughs) I probably wanted to quit so many times before getting on stage. So that was it for me, more of the mental struggle and people not realizing the hard work behind it. I can completely relate to that. Yeah, Sully, like you go through The background from that and it's, it is, it's hard. It it doesn't get easier. You look your best, you feel your worst. Exactly, the ups and downs. And it's, yeah, for someone's opinion. Exactly. So the only opinion that should matter, let's say, is yours. Exactly. And if you've done it, you feel successful in that, in, in what you've done and proud of what you've done, close that chapter and you move on. Pretty much. Which brings you to where you are today or exactly. what few, the last few years and that exactly. that for you is is what tell us so i'm someone who's very goal oriented and i'm someone who likes to push her limits and always challenge herself so after i've given up with bodybuilding i saw world's ultimate strongman and of course thanks to mark that actually happened and that was very like exciting and intriguing to see that's when I was like, okay, like this looks like fun. This looks like something I'd want to dabble in and try, like, you know, strong woman as well. Because um, I'm, I'm a big, big advocate for uh, a lot of mental awareness. And um, I'm not a feminist, but I'm a bit, big advocate for uh, women empowerment as well. And being strong is not just a physical strength. But watching Ultimate Strongman, to be able to do what these guys did was not just, I'm sure it's not just a physical strength. There's a lot of mental strength that comes behind it. So I was very intrigued and very like pulled in with it that um, I actually contacted Mark and I was like, Mark and I didn't really know each other at the time. I was like, hey, Mark, I know that, you know, you know, you run like strong competitions and you train strong. I'd like to start with you. And that's where my journey with Mark started about four and a half years ago, I think, four years ago. The beauty about starting with Mark and getting into this, it's I found what I truly love. 
and I did find my community and my family within the sport. So started with Mark, did an amateur like competition. It was warehouse at the time, and I was the only girl competing. And then all the guys were waiting for me. So I was like, you know what? I might not like rep max on everything. I just need to go through the motions right now because there's like a bunch of guys that are waiting for me to get done <laughs> to start competing. Um, and then from there, I competed first time in uh, Middle East uh, Strongman, which was at Dubai Muscle Show that same year. What happened after that, that was in 2019. We all know what happened after that. COVID hit. The lockdowns came down. The uh, gyms shut down. I had just flown back from the U.S. where I spent vacation with my family there to come back here. And then all of a sudden, the world just went upside down. So this is where the big story comes in. Lockdown has hit everyone in such a way that those who even don't realize it had gone through it. I knew I've been different all my life, the way I feel things and I look at things and all of that. But going through lockdown, it hit and pushed me over the edge to where I was in the darkest place in my life. Contacted a friend and I was struggling so bad that she actually helped me go see professional help. That's when we found out that I suffer from a mental health disorder, um, which I've had and I've been living with, with for 23 years before we actually found out. And again, because mental health is not a thing people talk about here and it's such a taboo. Yeah. And no one would want to admit that they have it or their children have it. So it was nothing our families ever would like even notice if you're going through it would be like, okay, you know, you actually need help. But again, I've got amazing friends that helped me um, move toward the right direction. And that's when I was diagnosed by the doctor of being bipolar. So I do have bipolar disorder, which those who know, know, and those who don't know would never understand. It is a very difficult one to go through, especially with the lows. Um, I've had a lot of suicidal thoughts. Have I attempted? I have. That last call I did during lockdown, I was, it was me going through an attempt and asking for help. So I seeked for help. And this is what, this is my message to everyone in the world is don't be ashamed or afraid to ask for help. It is not weakness. It's actually strength. You are actually stronger than you think when you go out and you say, I'm not okay. I need help. Like, help me figure out what's going on. That's when I got on medications and everything. And then, of course, uh, gyms opened up and I continued training with Mark. And at that point, competing in strong women was more meaningful to me because it was me not overcoming just um, physical illnesses, but now a mental health disorder. And after everything else I've gone through as a kid and growing up and stuff like that, strong became more than a passion it became a way of living and competing and strong and being within a community and pushing yourself in a way to where the hard work work you put before the competition shows in the competition so then you are judged on your effort and not what you look like and I get to do that without starving myself. If anything, like <laughs> loading on carbs and pizzas and burgers the morning of and the night before. So 
I found where I found a sport where I can be. Where you can eat pizza. I can. <laughs> I can be physically physically happy with my effort without struggling with the food, and where I'm mentally accepted. I mean, Mark and everyone else in the community, and I have amazing people and friends here, and they know who they are. I don't need to name names. The support I got after me coming to them and being like, guys, um, so this is what I found out. I do have a mental health disorder. Might explain a lot of why I would disappear for months at a time, because that was one of the things when you're hitting your low and you're going through depression, you are not just mentally like I get physically crippled to where I can't even get out of bed so to find a community where when I was going through that still was part of my life and never judged me to where I can come and tell them all right guys so this will explain a lot this is what I've got I've been living with it for years and for them to even accept me more created for me a bond that um, is pretty unbreakable and this is why I would always want to be part of strong community here and I would always want to be able to share what I can share with these guys because I am so sure I am not the only one who's been struggling and who's been going through her ups and downs, be it female or male, that feel alone. And I've been through that, like the feeling alone and being even alone surrounded by people is the worst. But then to be... accepted and loved with the community because I'm able to share and open up is what I hope everyone else can find because it's a lifesaver. Yeah. It really is. You, you spoke about how you had transitioned from bodybuilding into strong and you found this strong community and then COVID hit. Now obviously we're coming to the taper end of COVID let's okay. say and you've been reunited with that community like how does that make you feel and like where do you see that going i mean their family this community is my family so the community is here in dubai whereas i live in abu dhabi i make drives mark knows this i make drives as many times as i can to dubai to strong gym because it's my home uh i do want to get more involved i want to be able to um support more people and probably a bit biased more females into the sport because the beauty about it is again there's no being judged physically it's more about you and your strength and i think a lot of women and men struggle with body image disorder and needing to look a certain way unfortunately because social media is portraying what beauty is where people don't realize beauty comes in all shapes sizes heights and everything so i would want to grow more with the community here i want to become more of like the um what can i say like part of the arrowhead exactly and then like help let it grow and let more people know about it and call more people in and let people know that strong is not just a sport for the pros like the average joe and the jamira jane can come and also like you know join the circuits and like you know train in it and probably find a community of their own in it can i just say at this point like if anyone's listening or watching and feels these struggles or relates to what serena is saying or 
doesn't know where to turn or wants to join a community, I'm not saying join ours, I'm not saying, but reach out for help. You can contact any of us, any of the sort of, in the links below or the our tags. We're about helping people and, and, and feeling that you're not alone and, and getting through hard times together. So just want to say that if anything relates or resonates, then please don't suffer alone. Yeah, and, Think, and Thinking you're the only one because this and... Serene is right in saying there are other people within this community and elsewhere that that have it, and we all have our problems with with certain things that we try to deal with, and often much better when you talk. I mean, I'll be more than happy if anyone would want to contact me directly as well and yeah. talk about it, reach out, or want me to help them be pointed to certain directions. I would love that because I think right now this is my purpose in life. Yeah, right. and that's a, that's the whole idea of Strongcast yeah. is to bring people on. And, it, and sort of let them tell their story and maybe it resonate with people and people can open up themselves. And yeah, I think that's an important part of yeah. Strongcast. So we're up to this point. You, you, you have your management and control of, of, of what you, you, you suffer with and, and you seem in a far better place on how you're talking and how you're managing it. I'm sure there's still bad days. But going forward from now, what does now strong mean to you and what are you trying to sort of like, what's your message you're giving to people and what would you do to make a difference and essentially make the world yeah. a better place? What, what, what's it to you? So strong, strong is, wow, it's a very, there's a very deep meaning to strong for me. It's mental strength, physical strength, emotional strength. Strong is um, a way of living. It's the way I believe everyone needs to perceive themselves. We, are, we all have strength. We're all strong one way or another, so... Uh, what I would like to relay a message to everyone um, strong and being strong is within each and every one of us we just need to tap into it and find it within us and pull it out and be proud and feel empowered because really at the end of the day it's a mindset and growth of mindset is a necessity for us human beings and mental challenges so my message to everyone out there is you can do more. You can be whatever you want. Uh, we're going to be judged one way or another. People are going to look at us differently, whether we live in the you know, world of competing or day-to-day -day office jobs. I, my message to the world is live your best life. Life's too short. We only have this one. Make the best of it. And don't care about what people say. They're going to talk. And if they're still going to talk, give them something more to talk about. So, you know. Well, we've had plenty to talk about today, yeah. and it's like I'm so grateful that you've came on. And obviously, this is our first one. Yeah, I appreciate you guys so having. Um, uh, like I know, I know, I've known parts of that story in the past, but when you hear it and you tell it, and what you've come through and where you're going and and how you are now, goosebumps, thanks, amazing, guys. inspirational. So thank you very much for well, uh, thanks chatting. Thanks for having us. me. I really appreciate you guys giving me the chance to share my story. Oh, that's awesome. You're welcome. Well, as as uh, Sully was saying. Thank you so much um, for listening and, and watching, tuning in. If any of you guys feel that you do need any help or you feel that you're inspired by the story, please let us know. Um, we're going to have links down below. Um, we should be on Spotify and YouTube um, with this. So again, yeah, thanks so much for tuning in and thank you, Serene. Thanks, Mark. Thanks very much and we'll uh, see you on the next episode. Podcast Network.